Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Night of the Creeps, which was a listener request. And uh, before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today, I always talk like that. But anyways, today, uh, it, it's my thing. I am... Uh, firm is a thing. Yes. Even outside the recording. Yep. I just, mm-hmm. I make and funny, all the time. I make all funny noises. I make funny voices. It's just, all the time. I can't help it. It's a thing. But I am drinking the coconut cloud chai tea latte. So for anyone who is lactose intolerant, uh, wanting something gluten free or vegan, it's got you covered. I, it says you can do it with hot water, but I did mine with flax milk. But yeah, what are you drinking? It's late. It's been a long day. Long week. So I am drinking the Republic of Tea's Rest. It's a chamomile, lemon, balm, and lavender tea. So it's very relaxing. It's got organic chamomile, organic lemon balm, organic passion flower, organic licorice root, natural creamy French vanilla flavor, and organic lavender. Why they couldn't just shove all the organic things together is beyond me. <laughs> but it is caffeine-free, so it smells really good, actually. Yeah, I really like that tea. I actually drink that almost every night to go to sleep. And for our tea suppers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary of Night of the Creeps, it's about... These slug aliens that land into Earth and they're taking over people's bodies, whether they are dead or alive. Well, I mean, they're they're taking over a lot of living creatures like cats, dogs. They want the body. <laughs> they want your body. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all there is to the movie. I mean, it has, you know, a focused plot where it's following like these main characters, but meh, who cares? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> off to the entertainment. <laughs> you okay, Jess? Yeah, we're fine. This is fine. Continue. Hey, I try to keep things brief here. <laughs> so for entertainment, I would rate this movie a six point five. And <laughs> the reason why I would rate it a six point five is it is. Honestly, an enjoyable movie, but it's not a great movie. It's very much a mixture of like campy and serious, which is kind of an odd mixture, but it somehow works at the same time. The effects of the movie were pretty decent, for sure. The movie kept me interested, which, I don't know, I'd say that movies around that time frame, they have a harder time keeping me engaged. I don't know. It depends on the movie for me. Yeah, 
That's fair. This movie definitely kept me engaged, even though I wasn't, like, amazed by the movie. The horror elements were pretty decent. It's <laughs> They definitely played upon some tropes, but I don't know if they were technically tropes for that time yet. It was made in, uh, or it was released in 1986, so it's very possible it could have been a trope by then or just starting to be. But yeah, it's pretty much a movie where it's like creature feature and body horror have a baby and made this movie. <laughs> but overall, I think it's worth the watch. It was definitely entertaining for me. I will probably watch it again, but it's one of those where it's like once in a while you're like, oh yeah, that weird movie. Like I was telling Jess, it's one of those movies, it's like one of those what the fuck movies, but it's made for people who don't like those types of movies because it, it has moments here and there that are like, what the hell just happened? But it's still focused. It's an introductory what the fuck movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. So I would give this movie a tentative 6.25 with the um, potential for gaining points in rating with further watches. So there's a lot to this movie to digest. So it's, it's kind of difficult to absorb everything all at once on one watch. We only watched it the one way through because we have to record several videos at a time. So <laughs> we ain't got time to watch it more than once. We got time for that right now. <laughs> so uh. especially right before the podcast. So there's more to this movie and really I don't understand why they had some elements in this movie. Like they had a lot of very convenient things in the movie happen. Like they were on a date, these two kids were on a date, and they just happened to see a meteorite that just happened to land close enough to them that they can go investigate. And oh, by the way, there's also, in the same area, on the same stretch of road, a an axe killer, an insane mental asylum escaped axe killer, on that area, that same stretch of road, the cop that was dating the girl previously is the one that found the scene along with his partner. And just the whole movie has things like this all throughout it. has got it. a movie. All throughout it. And I understand that movie's got a movie. But the lot of two movies there's got a so movie. so much. Yeah, there's so much in it that if you took out some of the things that were in it, it wouldn't have taken away from the movie at all. In fact, it probably would have streamlined it a little bit more and made it a little more focused. So it's just, it's a little confusing. Like, it's a very straightforward plot, but it's a little confusing how much they try to jam into it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It is really late, guys. <laughs> keep going. No, no, I'm enjoying myself. You can keep oh, going. Oh, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> But there's also a bunch of, like, awareness fails of, you know, a dead body, a dead, naked, blood-covered body with scissors hanging out from its neck walks out of a police station with cops passing it <laughs> that don't notice nor mention it. So... I just, I don't understand different parts uh, wait, of this movie. I really don't. I I guess I blocked that from my memory. There's a corpse with scissors in it. Yes. Head. The corpse that was in the morgue that sat up when the coroner was, had his back Oh, turned. it was the scientist dude and yes, the toe tag. Yes, the scientist dude. Yes, toe tag the toe guy. tag guy. Yes. Oh, okay. 
He had scissors hanging down from his neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I blocked that from my yep. my mind. Awareness fail. So maybe it is slightly accurate. You know what? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's okay, because she also hasn't noticed this entire time that my hair is two inches shorter, so... <laughs> I was wondering about that, and I was gonna ask you! <laughs> I've only been over here for, what, four hours, not five <laughs> I, was, I was like, your hair does seem shorter, but it's like, I don't know if it got cut before, and it's I don't want to... Oh my god. <laughs> I like your hair, it's cute. Uh-huh, sure, that, that's fine. <laughs> I <do>. Anyway... <laughs> I also gave it points off for the fish abuse, because it's a fish bowl, and for the cat and dog death. Though, to be fair, it didn't look like there was a fish in the bowl. I'm telling you, there were some scenes that I could swear I could see what looked to be a fish, but it also looked dead in those scenes, so. It'd it'd just be so weird if they had a dead fish in the background. It would be weird. It would be slightly accurate in a boy's college dorm, I would feel like. But still fish abuse regardless. So, points off. Because <laughs> you all know how I am with animals. So for realism, <laughs> uh, I would give this movie a one. There were a few redeeming qualities that prevented me from giving it a zero, but I was extremely close. Is it good? It's tasty. Oh, good. It's super, super tasty, guys. This one's tasty, too. I will say, with a company named Coconut Cloud, you can probably guess that most, if not all, of their products have coconut. So if you're either allergic to coconut or you don't like the taste of coconut, you can definitely taste it. But it's like, it's a good, it's a good replacement drink. It's like a honey vanilla lavender hug in a cup. <laughs> yeah. This would be great after a long day of work. I'm telling you, I use that as a part, like, after I get out of the shower, I make a cup of that, and I sip it while reading, and then I go to bed. I always sleep so well. This is the everyone leave me alone, I'm enjoying life cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way to enjoy life, if people leave you alone. (laughs) Especially when you're in, yeah, interview (laughs) birds unite. Anyways, so, I'm just going to... What's it called where you, like, name points, like, right off the bat? Like, List? No, it's, like, speed run, or I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, the first point is in the very beginning where the girl is sitting, what? <laughs> like, you, you list, quickly. But no, there, there's, there, there's an actual name for it. Like, yeah, it's called listing. No, it's like from a game show or something where they're like, okay, now it's the blah run. Speed run. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Bless you. <laughs> We're not alone. <laughs> We're not alone. <laughs> that's Frank. You got it. The okay, house so ghost. you give it a one because. <laughs> <laughs> the girl sitting in the car. When the footage is still, like, black and white. When she hears that there's an axe murder on the the very road that they're parked on. I love how she's like, Donnie? Like, she, like, but he's, like, off in the woods. And he's, like, at least 20 to 30 feet away. There's no way in hell he's going to be able to hear her. But the fact that she says, like, Donnie? Like, she, I would be screaming. I would be it's getting like out the whimper. car. I'd be screaming my head off. I would just... I don't know. Honk the horn or something. Yeah, but it's like, 
Or she's just a, leave them there. Well, it's like she's in a convertible. Like, she's not that safe. So if she can at least get out of the car. So if she is attacked, she can run. Because the killer... she speaks. can get far in those heels. Well, then take off the heels. I know barefoot isn't ideal, but it's in better than... In area. You, you, get, you get what you can. Anyways. Oh, and... For okay, so the, the my second point when the main character said that getting a corpse isn't as bad as having to have sex with an animal, all I can say is they have really strange priorities or really strange like concept. I mean, they're both bad. I mean, like they're both bad. Yeah, it's like getting a corpse is obviously highly illegal and not good, and having sex with an animal is highly illegal and not good. Yeah, both are illegal in at least one way each. It's like they're both fucked up in their own way, but the fact that they're like, oh, this is, I just, anyways, it was just strange to me. And then, okay, so in the actual, like, test area, they had, like, unprotected uh, radioactive material, just, like, in a little corner with a little sign. The movie, just so many conveniences in this movie. Like, I had to put in realism because it's so convenient that it knocks off of how realistic it is. Like, the scientist being so incompetent that he forgot the code. And it's just one number that he forgot, but that one number was zero. Yeah, grad student or no, you're going to remember the stupid code. Yeah. And then, even if you didn't, he could have had... If he knows he's prone for to forgetting, like I know I am, he would have it in his pocket or, or something. Well, he said he wrote it down. It was just in a notebook. At that home. he left elsewhere. Yeah, that <laughs> he had, had to call someone... someone else to get for him. Yeah, which nowadays I don't know. I can't imagine it was a huge security breach. Yeah, and then kind of an interesting fun fact, kind of. So we saw a cop smoking in a crime scene, and at first we're like, "Hold up a minute! <laughs> like you're contaminating a crime scene." But then I looked it up, and it wasn't made illegal to (laughs) smoke in a crime scene until 1995. So while I'm sure that some precincts didn't allow smoking during a crime scene, apparently it wasn't made official until 95, which is really crazy. Well, that that makes sense. I was honestly going to kind of write it off and just like it's a thing that annoys me, but I could understand it and easily see it happening at that time period because the the big push for uh, non-smoking and quitting smoking really happened in the 90s. So I really just pointed it out because it's a pet peeve of mine of your cops. <laughs> you have to gather evidence. And I know it wasn't what it is now in that time frame, but... Stop it. <laughs> You're making it even harder for yourself than you need to kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the, my next point is when the the older woman is sitting watching TV and you hear the axe murder coming through her floor. But there's a good couple of bangs before he actually breaks through. And the fact that she didn't look through until she sees the axe break through is just... Uh, just no. Like... Uh, even if for some reason, if she's hard of hearing, 
She should see that her dog is kind of looking concerned at the floor. As a dog owner, with a dog that will bark at a leaf, we ignore some of the things that Jax does (laughs) until he goes just a bit crazier. (laughs) Or if our other dog joins in the odd behavior. (laughs) But we, we have no way of knowing if it was one of those kind of dogs or if it was a more like chill dog. I'm just saying it's not unheard of for a dog owner to be like, oh, it's fine. But regardless, <laughs> she heard, she should have heard the, the banging and looked at it sooner. But really the only part that kept this movie at a one for me is the reaction to burn it with fire. <laughs> I It's kind of unrealistic how flammable the aliens were but made for satisfying kill scenes though it did that it did so i also gave it a one for some of those reasons but also for slightly different ones oh so most of the effects were decent with the exception of when the bus driver is about to hit a car when he swerves (laughs) damn it i forgot to write that down And he has, like, eyes bugging out. Clearly fake. It was like a cartoon. It really was like a cartoon. It was almost like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes! (laughs) Kind of style there. And it just, it seemed really out of place. Because while it is slightly campy, the effects of everything have had been fairly decent. I mean, it's 80s, so it's going to be... You can tell it's off, but it was pretty decent, all things considered. So it just seemed like a glaring sign of what the hell are they trying to do here? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. So I also don't understand why the matches were even there. Like, it was very convenient that they just happened to be there. I don't understand how... It had a few matches left. Not many, but a couple. The friend in the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, there were at least a couple matches left in there, but he sets one off, then lights the whole pack on fire, and then tosses it. He also, no one, tried to smash the bugs. Like, stomp on them. Or run them over. Or shoot them, cut them, anything. No, they went straight to fire. That's true. Straight to fire. They're straight to the point. Yes. I also don't understand how these things move incredibly quickly. And they seem to take hold of a host very quickly, too. And they're able to move around fairly easily. So, on a college campus of how many ever hundreds or thousands of kids and faculty not to mention the random cops that are just traipsing through there for all the things going on why couldn't they infect more people quicker i mean this was over it looked like over the course of a few days to a week so how did it only infect a couple of people at a time when they procreate that fast and move that fast yeah And you expect me to believe that some of them are holed up in a basement? Just making a blob? In a basement? one of the sorority girls was doing a science... Yeah, experiment with brains. 
Yeah, no, she just said it was for a science class. Oh, but they they did mention it was brains. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> they kept that. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned it was brains, and that so. she needed them for science class because they were going to dissect them. Why they couldn't keep them in a room or a closet in the actual school, no idea. Yeah, that's but again, it was a thing that didn't really make that much sense in the movie. Like, it was just there. It was a thing that happened. And if you took that part out, it would not detract from the story at all. It didn't add anything to it, and it doesn't really take anything away. <laughs> so, why is it there? Well, it did give the reason for the, the aliens to be in the basement. But it didn't, though. They, they can't were... do anything with it. I'm lost. <laughs> they take over the body they don't necessarily need a brain yeah but that the but the cop or the detective went down there to burn the building because all of the aliens went down there because the aliens went down there yes but but you're saying that there's no point in the aliens yes. being okay there's no point in them being down there to begin with god okay i get and it and if they're down there why didn't they infect Every other sorority girl ever that was in that same house. Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. But one of the biggest things that didn't make sense to me, even if the alien that had jettisoned the capsule, even if the capsule had been jettisoned out of the spacecraft and made it across hundreds of thousands of light years away to our planet... Which would probably have taken at least a few thousand years to get here. Once it did enter our atmosphere and then crash land, none of it burned up. These things have a weakness to heat. They said heat specifically, not necessarily just fire. Because that other kid, the friend, went down into the boiler room, I think he said. Where it was a really, really warm a furnace. By the furnace area, where it was super warm. There was no actual fire, but all the slug things were dead. So they have an issue with heat. If that capsule's coming into our atmosphere, there's a hell of a lot of heat coming with it. And then it crashed, and the impact also didn't kill the suckers. Even if it broke enough just to get them out, the thing itself and the area around it would be super heated yeah that's hard to say so, if if how i would assume it wouldn't be that terribly insulated since that particular object probably wasn't made to fall to earth even if but, it was made to not completely be destroyed upon entry into an atmosphere of a planet or moon it still would have been super hot yeah but it's like how on the outside. Astronaut. Well, on the outside, but it's like they're they're on the inside. It's like yes, the things are on the inside, but when it impacted the surface, it was cracked open, and they would have had to have crawled out from there. Oh yeah, so, and so it everything been hot. around gotcha. it is okay, super okay. hot. Okay, I get it. I get it. So I'm calling BS on the whole thing. <laughs> Fair. So yeah, <laughs> BS on you and <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit on this whole thing. Bullshit on you. Bullshit on your cow. <laughs> it was just a... It kind of needs another watch. Just because, again, they they tried to shove so much into this movie that... Yeah. Didn't necessarily need 
to be put in there. Like, the cop having the relationship with the girl that got hacked up and him killing the axe murderer out of revenge and him carrying the secret and all. And I feel like that honestly didn't add much to it. Yeah. And it's so strange how, like, towards the end, he kept on, like, trying to kill himself. Yeah. Which is a sad fact. And I honestly, like, even without his backstory, I could understand that side of him. Like, he's a cop and a detective, a homicide detective at that. Yeah, like, like he's seen that some takes shit. a toll on a yeah. person's psyche for sure. So even without that backstory, I would easily have believed him being depressed and suicidal. Like I get that you you didn't need to put in the extra bits of his guilt. <laughs> yeah, and going out for revenge and all this. So yeah, I do still want to see it again though. Just get a bit more out. Yeah, I I think if you're just looking for a fun horror movie, it's worth the watch. Yeah, I definitely will probably be watching it again as well. But thank you guys for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie or keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places where you can listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. And you can find the sites mentioned linked down below along with our tea selections for the day. And the next time, guys, we already know what we're going to be reviewing as we have a few listener requests on hand. Yes. So we're next one. Yes. <laughs> now that the... Holidays Seasons are, are over. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be reviewing The Night of the Demons. Look forward to that next yes. week, guys. We so, hope you enjoy. Yes, and thank you again for the requests. We appreciate them. Yes. We do have two more after that that were requested. So, three. If not three. Three. My bad. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time stay safe and stay spoopy bye, bye.